Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. On today's show, we highlight actions before words. More on what I mean by that in a second. If you're brand new to this show, I'm so glad you're here. Authentic Influence is a podcast all about how some of the most interesting brands today are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. And today I'm on with an organization called Visible and their chief marketing officer, Minjay Orms. Now back to what I said at the top, action before words. What do I mean by that? Well, Minjay is incredibly passionate about being purpose-driven, but not just in preaching it, but in practicing it as well. Given that right now there are multiple concurrent crucial contexts happening, both on a public health and a civil justice dimension, it is critical for brands to stand up for what they believe in. And this is something that Visible, which is a wireless company as part of the Verizon umbrella, uh, has been focused on. And Minjay specifically holds this as part of her DNA, the reason that she goes after opportunities and the way that she builds up brands. I think this was an especially powerful conversation around it because it is so obvious how deeply rooted it is in the way that she builds brands. And I think you'll hear it. It'll become immediately apparent to you as well. Plenty of stories within here as well, so I hope you enjoy that. And overall, I hope this is a great introduction into, I think, a new industry for this show. I don't believe we've spoken within wireless specifically before, and I'm so glad to have Minjay be the debut interview for it. So I'll get out of the way and let you hear more from her. So without further ado, this is today's podcast with, from Visible, Minjay Orms. All right, everybody. I am here with Minjay Orms from Visible. Minjay, thanks so much for joining the show today. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Thanks for having me on the show, Adam. It's great to have you. And I am um, I'm doing well, too. Now, listeners, we've recorded this just a little bit before release, but we are uh, in the midst of and, and coming out of, I think, the first wave of a uh, series of of protest against police brutality, against racism. And I th- we're going to talk about that a little bit on today's show. And, and Minjay, get your thoughts a little bit about how to contribute to, to society in positive ways, including some of the ways in which Visible is helping that. But um, before we do, I, I just want to level set a little bit because folks might not know what Visible is. So, so I'd love to hear mm-hmm. from you a little bit about what uh, you all are doing at Visible and also how it pulled you in because uh, you have worked in, in a number of different places. I know you spent a, a number of years at YouTube as well. I just <laughs> want to know what pulled you to Visible and then also just know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Visible is the first all digital wireless carrier in the United States. So our product is a single line phone service, $40 a month, unlimited data and everything that comes on Verizon's network, us being a Verizon company. And our promise to our customers is that we're really striving to eliminate complexities um, that you may associate with our industry. Um, So everything from your ability to bring your number over to a new carrier to where and how you can buy your phone and activate, um, all of that for us is built into our digital business model. So our storefront is essentially visible.com and our app, everything from the buying experience to the customer service experience. Interesting. So 
with being a, a relatively new player in wireless then, though, though operating under a larger umbrella, mm -hmm. uh, was there something about the structure in which Visible was created that made it an appealing career move? Uh, what, what, uh, what enticed you to, to, to join up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I joined the Visible team two years ago, um, what I really ran towards here was the opportunity to build something new and figure out what seemed at the time a complex problem. And now that I've been here for two years, there's so much more we can do. Um, I, I think, you know, in my previous career, as well as in my personal experience, when I look back, it's the moments at which I've encountered sort of the biggest resistance or challenge, um, some form of a problem in front of me that didn't even necessarily have territories around it, meaning the first thing that you needed to do was figure out what exactly, what question are you trying to answer? and then be able to figure out what the solutions were. And, and those are the moments that I feel like I've thrived in, in my um, career and as a person grown. And so it's, it's really that um, opportunity that I saw in what Visible could be is what I came here to do. Do a couple of those moments come to mind? Because what I think about when uh, considering this large industry and th is that there are probably a number of times where you met some pretty serious uh, resistance. It's It seems, sure. from an outsider's point of view, hard to serve people in sort of as simple a way as you can or to make things not complicated. Um, but to be playing within a highly established category that is mm. traditionally and almost stereotypically difficult to navigate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, there are a couple of um, moments in my life that I can think back to where the no that was put in front of me was in some ways the biggest motivation um, personally. So the first time was when I um, moved from Korea to Canada. I was 13 years old, um, not to mention, you know, all the feelings and things that you go through as a teenager. I was suddenly facing the realities of learning a new language, new culture, cultural norms, um, the, the code with which you show up in a new society. And so there was a period of time that I kind of felt like I was trapped in my own body because, you know, I, I knew how to do things and I knew how to communicate and I, I knew I was a relatively smart person, but I just didn't know how to express that or connect with people in ways that they understood in this new country that was now my home. So um, working through that, living through that really opened up my aperture for how to think about you know, how one connects with people outside of even the verbal languages, um, leaning on, you know, my strengths on things like math and music, where we did have common language, um, and, and being able to kind of persevere through that experience, first and foremost. Um, and then the second time was a little bit more recently in my professional career, where um, being at really high growth and interesting environment like YouTube, where the culture was very progressive and I love the people that I work with. And at the same time, I was really challenged to think about what type of leadership style and voice that um, ultimately I wanted to come out of that experience with. Meaning, um, you know, when, when one is again in those type of hyper growth environments, they're oftentimes the loudest voice wins. Um, but what I had to really figure out is, first of all, style of leadership doesn't often motivate me as a person. And second of all, that 
isn't who I am in my core. Um, and so I really had to kind of soul search and figure out who am I as a person and how do I show up in ways that is still credible, that people will listen to, and that I'm still getting things done to be able to establish that um, credibility and um, leadership style that I now really value and am frankly still honing on. Right. And and we're all learning. We're always honing those skills. And it's it's a great uh, opportunity for you to have had to have been in, in, in such a, a hyper growth scenario. But again, the learning also occurs at hyper scale. Do you think that it was part of uh, part of your career being in that environment has what has helped has been what has helped you to uh, navigate given the fact that Visible is so new within the space? And, and perhaps within that, I'm curious as to how does being so new as a brand within this established category allowed you to do things a little bit differently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, being being new, I think, brings definitely a couple of different dimensions to the opportunity and challenge that we have as a business. Um, so, on the one hand, um, as you mentioned, we're playing in an incredibly crowded and established category. Yes, there are the big four, including our parent company, but when you scale that out to MBNOs, and they're, they're essentially up to 100 different choices for consumers out there in the United States when it comes to your phone service. So the question is, what role do we play as a new brand visible and a new product experience visible to be able to stand out and earn the right to be in people's consideration and for us to be a choice for people if you if they already have a hundred different choices. So it really um, puts that responsibility on us as a business to think hard about what are the things that we need to build and talk to people about to truly differentiate ourselves. Um, but the opportunity that comes with it is enormous because we are in some ways building off of the strength and the infrastructure of the Verizon network, but everything else on top of that from e-com experience to customer service experience and how our brand shows up, where we show up are all up to us as to figure out what is it that consumers want and need. So that blank space that we can show up with new thinking and new ways of doing business is precisely the opportunity that comes with, yes, the challenges, but I think the, the, the question here really is, can you spot things that don't exist here on behalf of consumers to be able to build something that is truly innovative and helpful to people? And also uh, you know, being helpful to people, not just in terms of the service that they receive from you, uh, but also in the way that they are supported more broadly, I'm sure, is a way in which you can act in an agile way. And I'm hinting at what we talked about at the very beginning of the context we gave at the very beginning of this conversation. Because in a conversation that we had prior to this recording, yes, listeners, we do have calls like that prior to these interviews, uh, we talked about something uh, which which you took an incredibly high importance about this, this idea of action before words. Now, we've mm -hmm. seen plenty of, of brands uh, making their stances known uh, on social media and elsewhere to make stands against uh, injustice. Um, it, it seems like uh, that's been met with some 
uh, gratitude for brands for brands stance and in other cases a bit of skepticism where they may not have seen uh, the preaching uh, or the practicing before the preach so mm-hmm. I'm curious in some of the ways in, in which visible is is embodying actions before words in which ways you embody actions before words specifically um, because it, it sounds like brands really I mean brands should be standing up like that right now I want to know how you're doing it Yeah. um, So, you know, I think in the context of what's been happening, so the public healthcare crisis that has been from coronavirus to the, the latest events that you mentioned of people really coming out and standing up and speaking out for each other against racism. And it's it really shines the light on what has always been true, which is that consumers now with the background of macroeconomics and and the social justice conversations are demanding that business hold itself to account uh, accountable to its part as part of the society. And so when we think about visible's place in that. First and foremost, we've been in listening mode because, you know, we as individuals who are part of this company, as well as we as business leaders as part of this company, have the responsibility to reflect on what it is that people are showing and acting. And although we want to be helpful in the moment right away, we believe that the most important thing was to really listen to the voices that mattered and delivering impact where and how people wanted it, not just because what the business wanted it. So in in that, um, what we are have been doing in the first two years of, of our lives as a business is supporting nonprofit entrepreneurs who are creating some sort of solutions in their communities through mobile technology. So the program that we've been leading is called Visible Connect. And it, we are now going into year three and in which we have so far supported um, dozens of organizations and individuals who are tackling issues anywhere from early childhood education to mental health to veterans who are coming back um, from where they served to domestic violence, financial independence, and food shortage. So it really spans the spectrum of all aspects of people's lives where it's often the most disadvantaged who get deeper impact if there's something else like COVID uh, goes on or something else like the financial impact that we've seen is happening. So this week, um, as we were talking, Adam, and and for for your listeners shortly to find out, we will be committing um, additional um, dollars to those organizations who are part of Visible Connect as well as making commitments to social justice organizations who are directly um, doing the work to really head on address the structural challenges of racism in in many parts of our society. So plenty of things that that sounds like you were doing uh, prior to uh, the culmination of these concurrent and crucial contexts, um, which has allowed you to uh, and allowed Visible to truly live through uh, their principles and be contributing in this way, and and my goodness, uh, you know, not not only timely, but but also incredibly important to be able to not just have uh, these these words, which I mean, even something like this podcast is really just words, but to be able to back that up and to say, well, we've been thinking about this for a while. These are the actions that we've taken. Incredibly important. Um, 
And you know whether that has to do with social issues or whether it has to do with again the public health crisis that preceded this, mm-hmm. small businesses and entrepreneurs needing that uh, support now for many reasons. I'm glad that you, you know you and Visible have continued to make uh, an effort to continue to be supportive there. It seems to me to be reflective of the culture of what you stand for and what Visible stands for. It's where I want to go next uh, because this brand you've been here for two years. Uh, one of the newest players, not the newest player, to the wireless yeah. industry. I, I want to know how you make sure that that culture uh, uh, continues to play a role and perhaps to leading to today, how it's been there every step of the way. But when it comes to building and defining a brand necessarily, maybe not necessarily visible, but any brand, you know, where are the ways in which you see culture playing a role that maybe rather than it just being a, a look and feel, and again, this is something we were talking about before, but yeah. I, I, I'm curious as to your your take on this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one other principle that I'd add to what you mentioned of actions before words is that how we live as a business day to day internally is a reflection of how we want to show up externally and vice versa. So in that way, when you take that into the consideration of the fact that we are a new brand and a business, the opportunity that um, we have as marketers, my team and I, is to think about brand not as just the surface of what shows up in messages or the places that we show up, but really the brand is the soul of the business. So we have the opportunity here to really define what that looks and feels like so that when consumers have the opportunity to get to know us and when no one else is looking, that be reflected in every language we use, every way in which we show up to help people in our customer service experience, all the way down to the seamlessness with which you can buy your phone service on our website should be reflective of the principles that we aspire to live as a brand. So therefore, the way to infuse that is to create a culture as a business that everyone is aligned to, everyone lives and breathes by, and everyone utilizes in their day-to-day to make decisions and do their work so that it's not about you know some sort of a rule book that's imposed on people to have to check against, but it's a social contract that we live by. So in that way, the, the promise and, and the aspiration of the brand lives throughout the product experience, throughout the customer service experience, and the employee experience mostly to be able to bring that to life for our members. The idea being that if you can instill those values on a foundational basis, you're then able to make sure that no matter how large visible scales those employees will continue to have that commitment to either service or or otherwise contribution to the community to get as close uh, to the people as possible, which is is great. That's exactly right. Because we've seen that, for instance, even in the example of the Visible Connect program, uh, the, the fact of the matter is that we started the nonprofit entrepreneur uh, before we even started selling anything on the product side. And the reason it happened that way is because our employee base at the time who built this from ground up really felt passionate about two things. One is the consumer inside of the kinds of people that we wanted to serve and be helpful to. 
especially the the younger generations, they really care about purpose. Purpose driven brands matter to them, and it matters more than ever now for them to be able to make purchase decisions and choices and who they align with, and not just the product they're buying. But then a lot of our employee base are in the demographic of the type of consumers that we are attracting. So they felt it was important that from day one, we commit to the social impact and the commitment of the business to to our, our society, even before we started actually going out there um, to introduce our product. So in that way, I do think that the culture that we started creating there and, and the commitment is what ultimately also motivates um, many of us who work at Visible because we not only get to help people, but we are trying to live by that principle in every aspect of how we show up as a business. And being majority part of the demographic that you are trying to serve is undoubtedly helpful, makes for an incredibly relatable experience, and I'm sure also makes for a, a seamless user experience. And I am going to try and curveball this a little bit because what else I know about uh, the, the, that younger generation, the generation that, that we are a part of, uh, is that when it comes to finding uh, finding brands that are purpose-driven and being advocates of that, and, and it also works in the inverse to speak mm-hmm. out against those that are not, generally what I have found, what I'm sure you know to be true, is that the younger generations are loud and they yeah. are influential with the people closest to them. Peer pressure uh, can be just as powerful uh, as a peer recommendation. And I'm curious beyond what you are doing on a values-driven or purpose-driven basis with contributions to the community, mm-hmm. how you're able to tap into that um, uh, environment or atmosphere or, or mentality uh, in the way that you grow the business. Now, yeah. this idea, which is essentially peer marketing, is is not a new idea by any stretch of the imagination, sure. especially among digital businesses, especially among, among new brands. But but it it feels like in an industry that is as long-standing and established as wireless, it might not be there as much. So you may have an advantage in being able to take take the reins. I'm curious, this is a big lead up, curious yeah. as, into how some of the ways you, you reach out to people and mobilize them in that way too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll give you a couple of examples. The first one is more from um, community engagement and marketing standpoint. So when we first launched Visible back in uh, May of 2018, the first of any sort of marketing that we had done was to build relationships with um, influencers because we wanted to organically as a way of going out there and cultivating that relationship to come from people that other people trust and and also that was a way for us to as a brand new brand um, leverage and and sort of build on top of and therefore earning the right to be in existing community. So on purpose, we went and looked at um, communities of people who are in some shape or form utilizing mobile services to either share their passion points or make a living. And so it ranged from anywhere between photographers to food bloggers and really just outside the boundaries of what you may typically think about how a wireless brand may show up in in those type of channels. And so there are influencers that were, I mean, truly now partners and friends to this day who've helped us kind of like 
put that momentum behind as we were first born as a brand. And then fast forwarding to more recently, where um, back in March, when um, we saw the COVID impact really hitting hard on many of our members, as well as just community at large, one of the things that we had done was to ask people to share um, small or big acts of kindness that they have been seeing. Because what we observed was that despite the hard news and hardship that everyone was going through, half the people were telling us that, yes, I do need help and I'm, I'm in a you know tricky situation and here are ways in which other people have lent a hand. And the other half of the people told us that I want to help, but I don't know exactly how. So our role as a brand was to show up and amplify those stories and, and put highlight in the goodness of people that we always knew was there. And we diverted some of our marketing budget to surprise and delight some of those stories with um, Amazon gift cards. So in, in this way, it's about two things. One is to bring people with us because no amount of money in the world will buy the trust and the relationship that you're going to need as a new business to really earn your way into people's lives. Um, and the second thing is, even long after we have had those brief moments of interactions with people, we've had some people come back to us and said, hey, I've never heard of you before this, but because of what you're doing, I just switched my phone service, which is above and beyond what we were expecting to do um, with a marketing campaign like that. Um, the second example that I wanted to give you was our product experience. So when we first launched, we had started with on purpose with just a single line. So we only have one plan and it is $40 a month. You can sign up, it's pay as you go. It's kind of like the Netflix of phone service. But then what we realized was that a lot of people were utilizing family plans to save money um, in other carriers. And in fact, a lot of people who are not at all related or even families. So we've talked to people who used to date each other and their exes, and they really don't want anything to do with each other except to stay on the same phone plan and Venmo money to each other because it's cheaper, um, as well as people who are in like unusual rate plan gymnastic situations, ultimately to hack their way into the savings that they wanted for a quality experience. So what we created was um, a product called Party Pay. So essentially, it's our version of a group plan, but it doesn't require you to be family. It doesn't require you to have a single account owner. But let's say, Adam, you and I are each on a visible plan. We would simply connect our accounts, and that allows us to have still each our own control over the account. We each have our own set of unlimited data, and we would continue to each pay our own phone bills. But just the simple act of us connecting our plans will bring each of our phone bills from $40 to $35 and so on. So up to a group of four, um, the party pay can be formed to bring your phone bill down to $25. So this was kind of based on that community mentality and, and what we were seeing and what people are willing to do. I mean, before all of this happened, right, we used to get into cars with other other people and ride sharing and all that stuff. So um, there's quite a bit of our members right now who are using Party Pay who are complete strangers, in fact. Interesting. So that's a really cool way to bring folks together, obviously an incentive to do so. But yeah, that way in which people who aren't really even connected at all are able to, it, it sort of, it brings a different meaning to the word family, doesn't it? When you think about like the family plan and, and as you try to build communities and, and people who love a brand being a family, that's a 
It's an interesting way to do that. It's a, it's a cool take. Actually, not one that I've really heard of before. So yeah. congrats, because that's unique. <laughs> I've done a hundred of these <laughs> and I haven't heard anything like that. So <laughs> so you're doing something right, uh, which is great. Uh, so that's that's interesting. And and uh, in such a way to bring people in together authentically, regardless of of their own circumstances, uh, probably helps me to uh, to to get us to our round out question, which folks know what it is. It's our advice column, but really asking you what your tips are and to build more authentic brands. It's clear that you have had the experiences to learn how to navigate purposefully in hyper growth and new environments. It's clear that you have taken stances on issues which are of interest and, and of crucial importance to the community. And it's also clear that you have done this with regard to actual brand and business development as well. So while there are, I'm guessing, volumes of stories to choose from and lessons that you've learned over the years, I'll keep the question short. Based on all of it, what are some things that rise to the top that you might be able to pass along to our audience uh, in terms of advice as to how to build a more authentic brand, generally speaking? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think first and foremost, knowing who you are and who you want to be as a brand and a business is the starting point. Yes, there will always be inputs, opinions, insights from outside to be able to help shape what that looks like. But ultimately, knowing the strengths of your product and that fit with where consumers are and how your product can be helpful to people. And on top of that, the brand you want to be both in terms of the voice, the tone, and and who you want to be. Because at the end of the day, as you know, Adam, brand building is is an exercise in creating persona that's not based on their personality. So for us to have a chance of creating that and actually making pe- people feel something and connect with us in ways that are more than transactional requires to us to think hard up front and always about who do we want to be and therefore how do we want to show up and that disposition has to be a part of every part of the business decision not just marketing decision but business decision and only then with that clarity can we really start to live the practice of authenticity because without knowing who you are you will always be swayed by a lot of things that are happening especially in today's environment there's always going to be some sort of a change that is the only constant that we're dealing with well i you know this is something which a a lot of people say and it's difficult in the short amount of time that i get with guests to like be able to look back on a conversation and on actions and to be able to know that it is more than words, but isn't it lucky that this entire conversation has been largely around those actions before words? It's clear that you are building up something really interesting and visible from a business perspective, but that also, uh, you know, in the ways that you are able, you are also proactively contributing to to the causes that really matter. So I, I appreciate that. And Regardless of all the stuff we talk on about this show, how how to be how to mobilize peers and and be authentic in in that way, um, a lot of that falls away when you consider what benefits the the, the best good, not even the the greater good right now. And and mm. I know you care deeply about this. I care deeply about this. So regardless of the stuff that we've talked about from a business perspective, mm-hmm. uh, thank you for that. And um, I suppose with that. 
and for all the other advice. I, I really can't thank you enough for being on the show today. Really powerful stuff. And, and thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. This is a great conversation, Adam. Thank you to Minjay Orms from Visible for joining the show today. Of course, I, I wish you great luck in disrupting wireless, but also thank you so much for the contributions that you are making now to so many important causes. If you like this show, you want to hear more, I got a couple suggestions for you. Here, here's some things that you can do. First of all, we got a website, podcast.vavoom.co. This is where you can access all of my interviews. I've done over 100 at this point. So if you liked today's, there's plenty more where that came from. And you can also go to LinkedIn. All of our stuff is there too on a showcase page, Authentic Influence Podcast. But what you'll also get there is other little tidbits, videos here and there, press events, which are upcoming. All of that is part of that content hub. And then speaking of LinkedIn, you might as well check me out personally there too. Adam Connor, reach out, connect, recommend who I should have on the show next. Let me know your general feedback and I will take it almost immediately under direction. I'll be right back with another great story about how a brand is mobilizing its masses and generally becoming more authentic each and every day. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.